Be Pimp, what do you love about this country? Oh, I love all of it. It's great. Convincing. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a very American version of the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is Amats. I'm here with B Pimp. For this I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> Everybody loves the very American-centric songs. They're all very well-written and, and not at all aged or dated. No. I mean, the, the disappointing thing is that our president does not know the words to God Bless America, which we all found out like a, a month ago when they did that like false... What was it? Oh, so the, it was supposed to be the Philadelphia Eagles going to the White House, and instead none of them wanted to go, so he just canceled it for the three Eagles that probably would have showed up, and then held an event that was supposed to be patriotic and didn't know the words to God Bless America. This is our <laughs> real president. Yes, this is real life, and he is he is an actual human being. Yeah. So on this episode, we got a whiskey. We're going to be talking most american things which is our top five list we try not to go too sarcastic or dark mine's kind of a mixed bag first and foremost we got to get to another round of let's get personal which b pimp if our listeners don't know what let's get personal is why don't you give them a little background on the game you're thinking about a person. You forgot something about the person. Or you want to see how old they are. Or what movies they've been in. And you pull them up on Wikipedia. Do you see a section labeled personal life? If you do, then they are a yes in this game. And if you don't, they're a no. That's right. So we're talking about celebrities. Usually they're themed. Sometimes not. But we go through rounds of this game. We are closing out our third Round and we do five at a time. So what that means is, B Pimp has come up with five names each round for me, and I have to guess if they have a personal life section in their Wikipedia entry or not. After three rounds, I am ten for fifteen. After two rounds, B Pimp, you are eight for ten. So as we close out the third round for you, you need to get two out of five correct to tie me, or three out of five correct to surpass me or four out of five correct to really rub it in and continue my theme right but i think i'm going to be honest with you i have a really tough one for you and it is american themed at first i was going to do american presidents and i realized actually they all have personal life sections so that was stupid so that would have been funny though it would have been funny i'm not doing that though instead i'm taking a very american thing which for me is cheap beer and this personal life uh this let's get personal is going to be based on the founders of these cheap beer companies oh interesting so let's get into it this is let's get personal let's get personal personal perfect okay b pimp are you ready i'm ready to go let's go four out of five you don't have a chance. All right. Your first name is Frederick Pabst, the founder of Pabst Blue Ribbon. 
I'm going to say that Frederick Pabst does because I had worked with Pabst Blue Ribbon as a client at work. Oh. Well, if you think that, you would be mistaken. He does not. Ah, damn it. All right. 0 for 1. My my approach to this may not be great. (laughs) Your second name has got the same first name as the last guy. Frederick Miller. Yeah, Fred, Freddie Miller's got one because that's a big enough beer that somebody went on there and wrote some stuff. It is a big enough beer, but I'm afraid not a big enough name. He does not. Oh, boy. You are 0 for 2, so let me break it down for you, B-Pimp. You gotta get 2 out of the next 3 to tie me, or 3 out of the next 3 to surpass me. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. Your number 3 name is Adolf Coors. Ooh, Adolf Coors. Because I like Coors, and because I've been wrong twice, I'm going to go with the same answer and say he does. (laughs) I'm sorry to inform you that Adolf (laughs) Coors does not have a personal life section in his Wikipedia page. This is the most fun I've been having during this, even though I'm wrong every time. (laughs) Okay, you're number four. Similar first name to the last guy. Uh, the founder of Budweiser, arguably, Adolphus Bush. I have a sneaking suspicion that when this is done, it's going to be five no's, but in stubborn confidence, I'm going to say yes. B-Pimp, you are correct. Adolphus Bush does have a personal life section. Oh, I avoided an over. Yeah, I wasn't going to be cruel enough to do five no's. I feel like that, that, that is almost... I would say not not in the spirit of the game to do that to you. Okay. I appreciate it. Alright, and your last and possibly shittiest beer is Joseph Schlitz. Oh, Schlitz, baby. <laughs> Real person. Yeah, Schlitz. Yeah, you know. I, I don't think Mr. Schlitz would have a personal life section. I'm going to say no. Believe it or not, he does have a personal life section. Oh, boy. Yeah, Joseph Schlitz, a little fun fact about him. His personal life section is one sentence, and it just says, Schlitz was a Freemason and was affiliated with Aurora Lodge number 30. The Freemasons got me again. Yep. So, B-Pimp, I hate to let you know that you got one out of five on this round. I'm pretty happy with it. Pretty happy with it. I'm pretty happy with it too. That means you are at nine out of fifteen, which means after three rounds, I'm one up on you. I've got ten out of fifteen. You got nine out of fifteen. This game just got a lot more interesting. Oh yeah, and it's it's fitting considering my hubris, my you know, let's get personal hubris was growing, so I needed to be taken down to earth a little bit. Yeah, you came in hot, and uh, I gotta say, this I'm glad I thought about this category. I, I figured this would be a tough one, and it turned out to be a very tough one. Because I, 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 per, I performed like a skunked beer. Well, and I will say, like, out of all these names, Bush, Paps, Coors, Miller, Schlitz, only two of them had personal life sections. I wouldn't think at all Schlitz would be one of them. Yeah, that was surprising. But, yeah. you know, that was a good choice. Good theme. I have to give you credit. Yeah, it took me a while to find the fifth one, too, because I realized... It, for a while, none of them were having personal life sections, and I knew I wanted to have at least two that did. But Schlitz came through in the end for me. 
It always does. All right, we are going to get into our top five list um, in just a second. But first, B-Pimp, what whiskey do you have for this episode? Okay, so this is another one um, that I have had, but I haven't had it regularly and not in a while. So I picked up some Powers Irish whiskey. Um, are you familiar with Powers? I am not at all familiar with Powers. So it's comes with it's an Irish whiskey. It's a gold label bottle. It is let's see, it is eighty six point four proof, which is oddly specific. <laughs> and it's got a little metal uh, uh, thing hanging around the bottle. So I'm going to read it really quick. It says Powers is famed for its triple distilled pot still style whiskeys, distinguished by their full honey and spice taste. Oh Jesus Christ, it's got honey in it. <laughs> um, uh oh, I did not see that. Not only am I worried about it because of what you just had on the last episode, I'm not supposed to have honey as a vegan man. But you know what? Oh, I'm just going to try it. Well, no, I don't want you to break your veganhood if you can't. No, it's honey is a gray area. <laughs> yeah, it is. My also, personal choice is to avoid it, but I didn't see it ahead of time, and I already spent the money for this. So in this case, I'm just going to drink it, and ex- I could have just not mentioned this, but I did already. So yeah, this part uh, is recorded of you breaking your gray area <laughs> of veganhood. My gray area is going going to be broken, but let's see if it. Um, I don't remember. I remember having a okay neutral approach to this, but I'm going to try it now and see if I still like it. All right. So now that you're sipping it, thinking about it, B-Pimp, why don't you let us know, is this whiskey smooth, or does it get the boot? I'm going to call it smooth. Wow. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that not all honey-infused things are awful. Yeah, you cannot really taste honey at all in it. Um, it does have a little bit of spice to it. I could see, when I first swallowed the whiskey... There was a little hint of sweetness combined with the spiciness, but it is not overpowering, and there's no honey characteristics that are coming out to me. And it's very warm. I'm drinking it neat. Um, Very warm, full-bodied Irish whiskey. Um, I like it. It probably is not in the top five of my Irish whiskeys, but it's very good. I could not give it the boot, so. Fair enough. So that's a, uh, it's a... I wouldn't say ringing endorsement, but a tepid endorsement. It's definitely worth what they charge for it. Uh, (laughs) That's another good quote for the back of the bottle. It's definitely worth what they charge for it. You mean, if you go buy this, you're not going to, you know, if you could sip something neat, you know, and you want to have your whiskey and water, or you want to have a little ginger ale with it, it'll be great. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to get it. No, I understand that. All right. Um, don't go out of your way to get this whiskey, but it is smooth. Now we got to get to our most American things. That's our top five list. I, I kind of wonder if we're going to have any double dips. I don't know. My list is kind of all over the place, but yeah, let's get into it. These are our top five most American things. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right. My number five, especially in honor of the 4th of July, is fireworks. 
Now, I know fireworks were not invented in America. I think they're Chinese. But, Correct. But there's something so... I mean, there's a lot of things that are very American about what they encapsulate, like brightness, uh, loudness, explosionness, and... For that reason, I gotta say, like, fireworks has gotta make my list, especially that it's the 4th of July coming up. So, that's that's my number five. What's your number five, B-Pimp? Before I go to my number five, NFL defensive players blowing fingers off is also very American, and that came from fireworks. That's maybe the most American thing you can have. And then coming back and making the Pro Bowl with two less (laughs) fingers, which is pretty great. That is great. How many fingers do you really need? Eight, apparently. Apparently eight, and you could be great. Um, okay, my number five is apple pie. Very good one. Because everyone always says, you know, they, there's a reason a saying like that lasts this long. And it's because apple pie is American, right? Yeah. No, it, it is very American. And what I like about you putting that on the list is apples themselves, uh, which I consider the most American fruit, are very, like, my home state of Washington has the best apples, and no one argues it. So I kind of like that 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 can make Washington very American, which I think a lot of people don't really think of the Northwest as being the most American part of the country. You're just a bunch of hippies up there anyway, yeah, right? right? You guys in your Northwest. Although the state is named after the first president, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on! You know? It's pretty great. Yeah. But yeah, good pick. I kind of I haven't had an apple pie in a long time. I haven't either. I never really liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like cherry pie for some reason. Uh, but... Cherry pie is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Apple pie is good. I mean, if I'm not a pie person in general, but I think it's pretty American. Yeah. All right. My number four is not smoking. I will okay. say, having traveled around a bit, and especially in recent years... The way the U.S. has actually kind of eradicated smoking is pretty impressive. Like, everybody in... Well, not everybody in Europe smokes, but more people in Europe smoke. More people in Asia smoke. And when you walk around here, I mean, you can't... You can't go to an establishment that doesn't say you can't smoke... Not only can you not smoke indoors anywhere, pretty much. You can't even smoke within 20 feet of a door. You can still smoke at bars in Indiana, I will tell you. I mean, Indiana is allows a lot of things. And there are states where you can still smoke in bars. But the current trend over the last 20 years, I would say, of just, like, I, I think smoking levels in teenagers and, and adults especially have gone way down as well. How and much credit do you give to Truth.com for this? Success? I give it all to Truth.com. I will say you're right, and and it's interesting because other countries are much more hardcore and aggressive about the um like they'll put pictures of dead lung, like diseased lungs or like rotting mouths on their cigarette packs, mm-hmm. so that if you buy a pack of cigarettes, you have to look at that. Yeah, and we don't really do that, but it's been more successful here. No, they've. Uh, I think the U.S. has come a long way in getting people not to smoke anymore. So that's why I put it as my number four. What is Good your choice. number four? Thank you. My number four is celebrity culture. Ooh, good one. I kind of wasn't thinking that way, but that's a good pick. Because, okay, now, first thing that some people may think is, like, Britain has crazy tabloids, 
um, and they are known for, you know, paparazzi and all these things. And there's other countries where people are um, obsessed with, like, the pop culture icons and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of American history is really tied up with, like, Hollywood and the movie industry, the arts, and these these cults of personality. In music, it happens. It just seems like there's certain people that, you know somebody may put them on the, like Elvis, somebody puts them on the level of like a deity or something. They just worship these people. So, and I don't get it. So, um, I do like, I have people that I love and, and they're, I love their work and I follow them very closely, but I don't understand. Like, it seems like a very American thing to just be so obsessed with like, you know, those dirt rag magazines that are in the supermarket aisles and all that kind of stuff. It seems like an American thing. I agree. And not only that, but it's like, when you're talking about celebrities, I mean, I think it's one of our country's greatest exports is just like our celebrity culture. And, um, you know, not that like Great Britain doesn't like have a lot of musical influence on us, but across the planet, I think, in terms of our all forms of celebrities, our musicians, our actors and actresses, our athletes, I think have much more proliferation than, you know, really maybe anything else. Yeah. And it's, it's even like we do, I do, if you look into shows that are popular in America, especially like reality shows, Mm -hmm. 99% of them are British, but, and a lot of comedy is remakes from other countries and things, but you're right. Like as far as the people go, the, it is just, it seems like people just get super rich here and then, go all around the world and they have this huge footprint yeah no, i agreed all right my number three is coca-cola so very solid yeah i just I, you know honestly i like coke and i'm not gonna feel ashamed of it and when you go to atlanta a bunch of times um you'll probably have plenty of opportunity to visit the coca-cola museum which i've never been to but i've heard exists um, now I'm, I didn't know about it, but now I'm definitely going to look into that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Atlanta, or maybe it's around Atlanta. But yeah, Coca-Cola, classic American drink. Used to have actual cocaine in it, which is crazy, and uh, it's good. I don't care what anybody says. I, I do, do notice, I notice over the years you always do, if, if there's an opportunity to produce a soft drink for some reason, you do tend to go with the classic Coke. Yeah, I will say, now this is not American. I prefer the real sugar Coke, which is, I think, usually made in Mexico, but still, just Coke in general, encompassing all the flavors of it, uh, that's my number three. I used to be a big cherry Coke guy. Yeah, me too. I still like an occasional cherry Coke, although I prefer it to be dulled down a little bit as I've gotten older, so I like the cherry Coke Zero. I like the Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry. That's what's replaced it for me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that being good. I don't know that I've really had that one. It's 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 delicious yeah. and terrible for you, even though it's diet. <laughs> I'm sure. All right, what's your number three? Independence Day, the movie. Oh, great pick. Now, oh. again, you may notice a theme. I don't really care for this movie that much. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's pretty American. It came out like what the bicentennial year, nineteen ninety six. Uh, or no, that was nineteen seventy six. But that, there's something with nineteen ninety six, right? Well, it came out the bicentennial plus by decade year. Correct. Yes. yes. Okay. So 
comes out on Independence Day. It's about an alien invasion or something I haven't seen in a long time. But it was a huge blockbuster. It's popular. You mentioned it to anyone they know what it is. And I feel like it's a quintessential American movie. Yeah, it might not be, like, that great of an actual movie. But it's, like, it's the movie that has everything. It's got Will Smith, one of our most American stars... It's Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's great. Um, I guess Bill Pullman's not really a... Whatever. But, you know. You ruined it, Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, no, I, I... If you had to pick a movie that was the most American movie, I I cannot think of another one besides Independence Day. Just sitting here thinking about it, Rocky comes to mind. But, Rocky's Because it's about one. boxing, too. Yeah. But... It's not called Independence Day. It's not called uh, Yankee Doodle Rocky. No, if it was, it might be on the list. I'll tell you why Rocky is not and Independence Day is. Rocky loses at the end of Rocky. True, but then I, he battles Russia. Yeah, but that's Rocky Four. I mean, like, <laughs> if we're talking about one movie that's going to be the most American, you cannot have your, your protagonist lose. And... In Independence Day, they do not lose. Nope. Nope. They kick those aliens' asses. They give them a virus. Brilliant. It is brilliant. It's American. We're brilliant. All right. My number two is overprescribing medication. That is such a good <laughs> choice that I am so mad at myself that I didn't think of that. Yeah. What? I don't want to get too dark with this one because, like, the opioid leading to tons of other drug problems. Like, this is something that really has to change about American society. And it's so American. My brother got shoulder surgery in Germany where he had a, a plate put it in his shoulder. And they give him, like, Advil. He got gypped. He didn't get any bikes. <laughs> yeah. But we're so used to, they will give you any kind of, like hardcore painkiller for anything. And I, when I've gotten them for like, um, God, I'm trying to think. like Wisdom teeth? Yeah, wisdom teeth are like really minor surgeries. They give them to me. I don't ask for them and I don't take them. And I think it's like ridiculous when, and they'll give you, not only will they give you a harder medication than you ever need, but they'll give you a shit ton of it. And what I've learned, um, actually from, My friend's wife, apparently, part of the reason that they give you too much medication is it's actually easier in a lot of doctors' computer systems to just give you that amount because it'll be, it'll be just like one button to give you 30 pills, 60 pills, or 90 pills. I can't remember if those are the exact amounts, but it's something like that. So even if you only needed, say, like five of uh, some kind of painkiller, it's they have to go through more work to give you that amount than just say, ah, how about you just take thirty? Plus the bottles are designed huge as a default. Yeah. But I have a quick story about this. So I had a I had my wisdom teeth out in high school, and mine were pretty bad. Like they were pretty in there, impacted. So it was a rough surgery. So they gave me uh, Vicodin, and I never had it before. Barely knew about it just from like hearing people say the word. I didn't know that it was like an opiate painkiller. So my mouth hurt really bad. So I took two of them. And I remember to this day, my mom makes jokes about it because I sat there in my parents' living family room in front of the TV watching. I I pretty much watched every old Bulls playoff game 
that I could find. I think NBA <laughs> TV had them on or something. So I was watching like the Bulls Sonics finals. I was watching like the Bulls Suns finals just for two days, completely out of my mind on these Vicodin pills. Like I didn't understand what was happening. I'm like, oh, I feel a lot better, but I don't want to move or do anything. I just want to watch this. Yeah, I just... and it's that's what I knew. I was like, this is hardcore. This is not like take you know relieve the pain a little bit or make you a little bit less hurdy. It's like this changes how you operate. Yeah, and you feel no pain. Like you should, you should feel a little pain. It's okay. Pain's not that bad. Yeah, I don't know. All right, what's your number two? My number two is hot dogs. Nice. I don't have a double dip, but that's like part of mine. Hot dogs are very American. Um, I think they're originally German, right? The the idea of a hot dog, like Frankfurters, probably. Yeah. So. You know, whatever. Like everything here, it's from Europe somehow, um, or some other country somehow. We especially but, like a lot of German things. I've kind of realized in going through American things. Yeah, yeah. Like beer. But the, like yeah, exactly. I think we pretty much are trying to be Germany. Yeah, but I will say, like, oh, boy. because my brother lived in Germany for a while, and we go out there. I I would say Germany, out of all the European countries, feels the most American. Too. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I've never been there. I want to go. Oh, that's great. I like Angela Merkel. Yeah, she's good. But anyway, hot dogs. Um, they are, you know, take me out to the ball game. I yeah. want a hot dog. It's great. It's American. Yeah, very American. Which leads to my number one, which is going to a baseball game. Not even specifically baseball, but just. Going, the experience of going to a baseball game. It's a perfect mix of getting a cheap beer, getting a hot dog, sitting out in the sun, hot summer day, watching our national pastime, and I love it. Even if I do not give a shit about the baseball teams, I will enjoy a baseball game. That's a, um, that's a perfect description of a great American day, and I'm going to transition right into my number one, which is blaming the victim. <laughs> so, as a country, we're very good at uh, ignoring the cause of problems, um, trying to preserve our safe little bubbles that we live in, and instead, blaming people that have hardships for creating them themselves. So, I don't think there's any better way to put it. That's my number one. I think that is a worthy number one, and I kind of wasn't, like, thinking about that, but that is a very American thing. So there you go. I think we have ten unique American, extremely American things to choose from. Some good, some bad, but I think we, we pretty much covered the gamut. You have any honorable mentions that you'd like to mention? I do have some. I'm just going to read them off real quick and let you take over. Um, mine are voting against your own interests, uh, racism, and rushing to judgment. Yeah, racism is a pretty big one. I left that off my list for some reason. Mine is apples, Disneyland, hot dogs, and I wrote Wonder Bread, but I didn't mean Wonder Bread specifically. I just meant shitty bread. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Americans not caring about having like good bread, but it's one of the worst things about this country. I mean, Can it's you, actually um... not one of the worst things. But in terms of food, it's a bad thing. 
you have a very strange knack for like coming up with things that are perfect to advertise products. So I really hope that they would just put that on there. On like, we don't really mean Wonder Bread. We just mean it's shitty bread. <laughs> yeah, shitty bread. And Wonder Bread like encapsulates the shittiest of breads. All right, so if you have, and I am sure there are American things that we missed, hit us up on Twitter, that's at Whiskey Sessions, or email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we're going to get to a couple of your emails right now. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do you got in the old email inbox? We got an email from Jet. From Tucson, Arizona. He spells it with two T's, by the way. Nice. And he says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, my favorite building in Chicago is 7-Eleven. There are many of them, (laughs) and I love eating taquitos from their rollers. You know what? If that's your favorite, then I I don't want to take away what his favorite is. I'm not going to comment, Jet. I mean, if you you know what you like, you want some taquitos from some rollers you've have you have found the right building for that so you definitely have one of the few buildings i would think for that you can actually see them rolling yeah no judgment here but in this next email i do have a little judgment it looks like this is from brayden from leavenworth kansas just like you cucks to make a podcast about buildings political the trump tower in chicago is incredible and is fighting for us snowflakes well, what was this? What was this Joker's name again? Brayden. Okay, guess what, Brayden? You're listening to the wrong podcast. If you just heard my American list, you'll know. So why don't you get out of here? And we don't want you. Yeah. Well, the only thing I wasn't even talking about Trump Tower being terrible because it's Trump, which is part of why it's terrible. But also, it's an ugly building. I've said it a hundred times. If I've said it twenty million times, it looks like a 1990s cell phone and I hate it, and it's too bright, and it ruins the Chicago skyline. If you change just a couple words in that whole paragraph, you can describe why Trump's awful. Yes, he looks like a 1990s cell phone, and he ruins skylines. He ruins everything. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, if you've got an email, go ahead and send that to us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com, and we're going to read it on a future episode. But that wraps it up for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave off our listeners with. Trump, you fired. You fired. All right, we'll talk to you soon. This is A Mets. Peace out.